Do you accept the coaster challenge? Yes, I accept the coaster challenge. Do you accept the coaster challenge? Coaster Challenge Podcast is here. It's time to face your fears. Get that theme park therapy and lend us both your Coaster ears. Challenge Podcast is here. Your fear can disappear. We know that theme park therapy can drive all your tears. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Yes, I accept the Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? We accept because you know we're not average. You're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. A journey where people become fearful to fearless all from riding roller coasters. So please secure your hats and glasses and keep your hands and arms inside the podcast. It's time to accept the coaster challenge with your host, Andrew Locke. Hey everyone, this is Andrew, one of the executive producers of the Coaster Challenge podcast. I've got a uh, seasonal, very appropriate guest here today with us. Now, Central Florida, which is of course home to theme park capital Orlando, the world, uh, is known for its theme park haunts. Of course, it's typically, you know, uh, Universal Orlando's Halloween Car Nights, and and now even SeaWorld's getting into the game with their second season this year of Hallow Scream. But Central Florida also does have, besides the theme park haunts, a very healthy and thriving independent haunt community. These are haunts very similar to the theme park ones, maybe on a smaller scale and more edgy, but they're not in a theme park. They're somewhere else. It could be at a state fairgrounds or some other type of property or at a mall parking lot, for example. One such independent haunt here in Central Florida is joining us today. So I'd like to welcome to the Coaster Challenge podcast, owner of Sir Henry's Haunted Trail, Zach Galeros. Welcome to the podcast, Zach. Thank you guys for having me. Excited to be here today. Absolutely. Happy to have you. And as I mentioned before we start recording, I've been to a lot of the haunts here in Florida. I'm a big haunt fan, you know, theme park ones, the independent ones. I've not yet been to Sir Henry's. So I'm kind of excited to talk to you about it because I don't know a lot about it. I know some things. So that'll kind of, you know, me being in the dark might be a little more interesting for the interview here. And I, again, of course, look forward to experiencing it, hopefully, finally myself one of these days pretty soon. So already kind of introduced you and kind of told everyone who you are but you know why don't you go ahead and take a moment for yourself just for in your words and maybe some more details uh tell us and tell our audience about yourself and your experience in the haunt industry yeah so like you said um the owner of sir henry's haunted trail we've been doing this for this is our ninth season now um kind of got involved i've always loved um halloween um you know building and creating holiday themed uh, displays since I was a kid. Um, and it just kind of grew into a, a, a big passion of mine, uh, the older I got. And to, to which at one point, you know, me and my dad found ourselves talking about, well, what if we were to try and do this on a larger scale than just at my parents' house? And so that was back in 2014, kind of set out with just a blind shot in the dark at creating a spooky little walkthrough trail on our property in Plant City and didn't know what we were getting into. Um, although I did, you know, have big hopes for everything, but here we are nine seasons later, you know, we've, we've grown from one little haunted walking trail with five to six actors. And now we have three large haunted walking trails, two escape games, laser tag, ax throwing a whole midway area and anywhere between, you know, 55 and 70 plus uh, volunteers a night. 
So it's, it's awesome to see the growth, um, learned a lot over the years, um, and, and just continue to love the industry, love being a part of it, and all the people that are involved in this industry, not just as creators, but as fans as well. It's awesome to see the support. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you said that this season here in 2022, this is your ninth season? Yep. Wow. Wow. So uh, do you think you're going to wind up maybe doing something special for next year for the 10th anniversary? Or? I've, I've been thinking about it for at least a year now, and I've got some ideas on the table, but we'll we'll see which direction we end up going with. But we'll definitely be doing something. Nice. Right. Yes. I know a lot of theme park haunts and independent haunts, you guys plan well in advance. So I'm sure you're, you, know, like you said, you already got some ideas, but in the meantime, let's talk about this season and perhaps some of the, the past kind of history of Sir Henry's as we dive in. Now, before we talk about Sir Henry's, um, normally with kind of our traditional kind of the theme park coaster side of our interviews, we get into what we call our fear journey. And that's, you know, surrounding, you know, the, the coaster or, or theme park ride, you know, Tower of Terror, whatever it may be, whatever scared someone the most, whatever we're talking to. Um, but I've adapted those questions to kind of think about just haunts, whether it be independent haunts or theme park haunts, and your experience going to them. You know, uh, you know, obviously you're a fan of them, creating them yourself. So that's what we're going to talk about here, kind of the first half of the interview, first couple of questions, and then we'll dive into Sir Henry's itself. Okay. So when I'm talking about a haunt for this question, I'm talking about not necessarily a whole event, talking about an individual trail or house, uh, could even be kind of spe a special interactive show or whatever it may be. But in that guys, what haunts, what single haunt would you say in your life has scared you the most? What do you remember? That's a, that's a tough question because I don't scare easy. Um, <laughs> but I, I always go back to like the first time I ever went to Hollow Scream here at Bush Gardens with my dad. I was like, I don't know, nine or 10 years old. Um, and he had got tickets from somebody at work or, or something like that. And he said, come on, we're going. Uh, and I was like, okay, a little, you know, apprehensive about it all. And I just remember being the, 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 the line for the first house we were going into, you know, just kind of like my first experience with a roller coaster, just kind of, oh, I'm not sure I want to do this. Maybe we should leave. But I remember going through it in the general, uh, the adrenaline rush uh, was just so cool. And then to see it in, in a horror type setting with in a theatrical way with the production value i was like wow this is cool let's do this again um so that first experience of of the fear but in a safe environment um has always stuck with me uh and to this day um but i, I can't say that i've ever been completely just terrified of okay i gotta get out of here now <laughs> <laughs> gotcha gotcha so you know, that first time when you were a kid, I mean, nine, 10 years old, that's pretty young to go to a haunt, you know, and hollow scream can be a little bit on the more intense side. So, you know, you got a whole bunch of mazes and all that. So that's, that's pretty interesting. So how would you say that, you know, doing that first haunt, you were at a young age and conquering whatever fear was there, you know, maybe not a lot of fear, but whatever you did, uh, how would you say that impacted your life? It just, um, it opened up a whole new world of uh, entertainment for me that I previously didn't know about. And, and for there on, you know, I was always pushing, hey, let's, let's go to the theme park concerts. Let's, let's check these out. You know, I want to be, I want to go, I want to experience it uh, and take as much in as I can, not just from a guest standpoint of, 
hey, this is fun, but also from a design creative standpoint of look at how they do this, look at what they're creating, look at the characters being portrayed here and to see it all come together. Um, so that spurred everything for me. Okay, great. So, so obviously, you know, it got you, it, it definitely cemented your interest in Hans and here you are, you know, doing it for a living and so forth. Now, by the way, do, with Sir Henry, and we'll talk more about later. It's one of the things I find fascinating. What little I know about Sir Henry's is that you guys don't necessarily just operate in the traditional haunt season, but uh, given that, are, are you, um, are you, do you have a separate kind of day job as they call it? Or is Sir Henry's your, your full-time? So I'm in the position now where Sir Henry's is uh, my full dedication. Um, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur, so I do have um, several side hustles, but uh, Sir Henry does get the most of my attention. Okay, great. That's awesome. That's really cool. So, you know, I think that's a really good sign of success because when we talk to, and this is not as just taunts, but we talk to people in this sort of, themed entertainment business, whether it be theme parks or, you know, coasters kind of stuff, you know, a thrill, you know, a uh, amusement park uh, or, or haunts, you know, a, a lot of your, say your, your creatives, your bloggers, your artists, um, you know, a lot of them, they have to have a separate job. I mean, I've, I've talked to some very successful like theme park artists. Um, uh, for example, Aaron from Pursuit of Thrills just creates incredible artwork and is actually was featured at King's Island here for their 50th anniversary this year. But he does have a separate job. He's very successful in that job. You know, it's a white collar job, but he, you know, he can't just survive in his art on its own. So, I mean, in, in many ways, you yourself as a haunt creator, you are an artist you know, in a very unique way. So it's awesome that you've been able to take that art that you were so fascinated with at say a young age of nine and 10 and turned it into a full-time occupation. That's fantastic. That's awesome. So yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm sorry. Say again. It's a huge blessing. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Right. That's a very positive. Appreciate that. That's awesome. So can you think of, you know, beyond the fact that if we kind of take things to like a 30,000 foot level beyond the fact that, you know, your love haunts, you made it into a full-time occupation. Can you think of anything else just kind of, one last way to look at this before we move on to Sir Henry's itself, where haunts have had a significant positive impact on your life. I think it, um, since I was a kid, I've always had a lot of different kind of creative interest. And the one thing that's awesome about haunts is it brings all those facets of creativity together, you know, from painting, scenic design, costuming, music, sound, um, and then you have all the business stuff, which I love too. Um, it's, it's the one thing in my life that has fulfilled so much for me because of how big the scope is of the industry and what goes into creating these haunts. So to, to have that fullness and completeness uh, from, from being able to create haunts is for me the biggest thing. That's awesome. That's awesome. And to give back to the community and all, all the people that love to be scared and look forward to haunts every year and, yeah, and so forth. Fan base that we've created yeah. and the positive impact we've had, not just on our, our fans and guests, but also uh, on all of all our uh, scare actors and volunteers and staff members and, and just how they've become like a family over the years. That is second to none. That's awesome. Yeah, you've given, yeah, like you said, you've uh, created that family and also, you, you know, created jobs 
which is fantastic, you know, giving people uh, some work to do and, and having fun while they're doing it. That's great. That's great. So let, let's talk about Sir Henry's. And you kind of alluded to this in your intro, but maybe you can go into a little more detail here and talk about, you know, nine years ago or maybe nine years ago, plus all that planning work, you know, for that very first time you did Sir Henry's, you know, how did it come to be? Yeah, so I, I grew up home haunting, doing, you know, displays at my parents' house. So that was just a fun hobby, passion project for me. But then, then me and my cousin started doing, you know, larger sets, uh, more intricate work. Um, and then it, it grew to the point where we, we started Sir Henry's out here in Plant City. And that was, that was like starting over um, because you go so, from such a small controlled space to here we have almost 10 acres here. And how do you fill that up? How big do we make it? You know, where do we start? What, what is the scope for it? Um, figuring all that out has definitely been uh, an adjustment, even, even up until now, is how to best use the space uh, for the most impact for our guests. Um, and and we, we constantly change. Um, I do not like keeping anything the same. We, we always change our themes each year. Um, so change and innovation are, are some of our biggest, most important things that we make sure we, we do each year. That's fantastic. So one of the things you mentioned there, pretty curious about, again, having not experienced Sir Henry's yet. So you said that you change your themes every year. So you say right now you have three trails, right? Three, three houses, if you will, or mazes. So you change all three of them every year. You don't keep any over year to year. Yeah. Um, so they're all three separate styles too. Um, one's more of like in the woods, um, kind of old timey 1800 style um, buildings. The other, uh, the second one is more of a traditional haunted house. We have a, a huge mansion facade and it's like you're walking through a haunted house. Mm-hmm. And that third's a little bit of a hybrid of both of those. Um, and each one, like I said, has a different theme, has a different style. Um, we've actually, last year, we remodeled what we call our third trail into a haunted fishing wharf. Now, mm-hmm. we kept that same setting this year, but we've changed the theme. We're doing a whole new set within it and introducing a whole new scope of characters and animatronics that we didn't even touch last year. So just because that setting is so vast of what you can do with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but regardless, you know, guests that came last year and, and said, oh, well, it's the same trail. It's not the same trail. You're going to see some crazy cool stuff that wasn't even here last year. That's so, cool. That's cool. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I've noticed, I mean, that's probably not true about all independent haunts, but I noticed a lot of independent haunts, they kind of go in that direction you're describing where they pretty much change, maybe not everything, but a lot of it each year. You know, Screamageddon does a lot of that. Um, um, Stream, Scream and Stream, of course, they're fairly new, but the first two years were, each di- were different. This year definitely appears to be very different um, versus, you know, and also things like, uh, you know, Hallow Scream, they hold over houses, not Scream Farm, all the Cedar Fair haunts. You know, I guess the one other haunt that is a major one that changes everything every year is uh, your, on uh, both coasts, your Halloween horror, horror nights here in the U.S. and Hollywood and, of course, here in Orlando. But, uh, yeah, that's cool that you guys change a lot each year. That's awesome. 
Uh, by the way, where did the name Sir Henry's come from? That doesn't scream horror to me. So. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, that's a pretty cool little Easter egg. Um, so I grew up on Sir Henry's Trail. That was the name of the street. That's where everything oh. started for me. And when I went to create the haunt, I wanted a brand character, um, an icon image that would sure. be featured every year consistently, no matter what we did. Um, and I, I had this character I did which is now Sir Henry, but I didn't have a name for it. And I went, went through hundreds of names until I just said, let me, just, let me, let me tie throw a, a tie into an ode to how all this all started. So that's where I came up with that. That's pretty cool. All right. Now I think I'll, I think I'll be able to remember that. That's pretty cool and unique. I like it. I like it a lot. Now you mentioned the 10 acres that you operate on is, is that something that land that you own or that you occupy year round? Yeah, that's our property. It's unfortunate uh, uh, that we are able to keep the haunt up year round, so we don't have to strike down and, and you know move move stuff around in the off season. Um, we're able to constantly build, or it never stops. <laughs> it's that's great. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, tell me what sets Sir Henry's apart from other haunts. I think going back to our roots. Um, which is something everybody has always said, even from day one, is that our setting of being in the woods, the natural organic aspect of that, um, you just, you can't replicate that. Um, the warehouse haunts are cool. They do some awesome stuff. You know, the sound stages at the theme parks, I mean, it's the millions of dollars of, of props and sets and, and, and talent goes into that. But there's something to be said for just walking in the, in the woods at night creepy with you know dark shadows and, and movement and sounds that you don't know what's going to come from where that's that's our core aside from that over the years you know we've we've improved our inter entertainment value we've we've added unique one-of-a-kind set pieces and theming um, and that's that's the other thing too i don't like to stay in the cookie cutter realm of of horror theming i, I like to be unique and kind of untraditional in, in certain ways with that. And I think that also sets us apart uh, too. That's, that's great, that's great. So one of the things you mentioned that I'm curious about, one, because it's just, I find it fascinating too, I, I really like these sort of themed entertainment type devices, if you will. Uh, they're somewhat newer, they've been around for a little while, but, um, and I know Universal's adding their own kind of, uh, you know, highly produced value, high production value, you know, based on some of their major properties like Back to the Future and uh, what is it, uh, Jurassic World here, their escape room this year. So you said that at Sir Henry's, you have a couple of like escape rooms? Yeah. So historically, we've just had one, but this year we're actually adding a second one. So we'll have two this year. Um, and they're themed around our um, Midway uh, scare actors. Okay. And so are they like, in like a penned off area or in a building or so they're in a uh, a shed it's like a 10 by 12 uh shed a controlled environment um out of out of the elements so to speak um and guests get to go in there they're three minute games uh and they they have three minutes to, to solve the game so just something quick and easy uh okay just another option to do while here at the uh, venue okay so there it's just a few minute long experience then yeah Okay, gotcha. Okay. So I was curious how it compared because, um, 
you know, we all have regrets in life, most more serious and less serious, but uh, I'm a huge fan of not just haunts, but um, not scary farm is, uh, you know, I, I live in Orlando. I live five minutes universal. I love universal. Everyone that listens to this podcast knows how much I listen to, how much I love universal. Um, Halloween horror there, you know, the Halloween uh, horror nights is amazing. And a lot of people that I know that go to it think it's the best in the world. It is very good. And of course, it's a matter of opinion. My opinion, it actually is the second best. Not Scary Farm is my favorite. I've been there, going there on and off for years since like the early 2000s. My regret that I'm alluding to is there was a time when I lived in California before moving to Florida where I just didn't go to haunts much. I was kind of busy with my life, work, et cetera. And I missed out on Trapped. Have you heard of Trapped, by the way? Are you familiar with that? So Trapped is, it was, a, it was an upcharge experience at, at Knott's. It wasn't just one of the houses, but it was basically a haunted house where it was a sca- escape room and it was highly interactive. And you, the, the people going through, they had to do things to get from one room to the next. And, and uh, it was pretty edgy. Like they made them drink what they, what they were told and what they believed to be urine, but it was actually not, but it looked like it. And they were, scaring them to thinking it was and, and eating bugs. And that actually, I think actually was that they did actually eat bugs. So it was kind of like fear factor universal, but in a haunt format. And I, uh, Jeff Tucker, and when we interviewed him last year, told us all about it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I wish I could have experienced this. But so I, I think it's cool. You know, when I check out Sir Henry's check out both escape rooms, because, you know, granted it's not a long experience, but still I love those types of experiences and the challenges of it. So are they pretty popular with, with your guests? Yeah, guests uh, love the escape rooms. They're always a big hit. Um, and, and we do, uh, I think, a great job of theming them out and making them, you know, kind of have that not so stress. You don't want to freak somebody out or stress them out when you're three minutes, you got to get out kind of thing. But we, we right. do that pressure, that sweet spot of, okay, you've got three minutes, you know, use the clues, get out. Um, and, and, and some of the stuff we're going to be doing this year is, is pretty cool with the technology and everything with the puzzles. Oh, interesting. Okay. So it does have some technology to it. That's one of the things I've really been impressed with about, um, uh, about escape rooms is some of the technology in like the more traditional ones. Like I'm very curious to see what universal does with theirs, you know, because it's universal level and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm curious to check out yours. That's awesome. So you got two of them now. So now how does Sir Henry's work? Like, is it a one charge admission and you can do with the trails and the and everything and the, and the escape rooms are separate. So the main ticket includes all three trails. We have two types of tickets, general admission and VIP. VIP just gets you to the front of the line and then allows you to go through unlimited times through each trail uh, in the general admission line after you used your VIP. Uh, general admission just gets you one entry into each trail. And then for anything else, laser tag, escape game, all that's purchased separate on site. I see. Do you have like a package where they can people can get everything all together? Uh, we currently don't have. We haven't released tickets yet for this year. Um, that'll that'll come out the first part of August. But um, we currently don't have a package for everything, just because it gets a little hairy trying to organize who wants to do the escape rooms. It's more of a first come first serve basis because there's a limited capacity. Right. Right. That makes sense. Now for the escape room, most escape rooms I've done, it's it's a group of people. You can't just have a single person or two people. Like, is there a minimum number of people for each round? Um, I don't think uh, we've ever had one person request to do it. Um, 
you know, if they wanted to, we, depending on, you know, how busy we were, we could be able to accommodate that. But it's usually, you know, anywhere from two to five people in a group. That's kind of the sweet spot. Gotcha. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. So I alluded to this earlier, but I understand that Sir Henry's doesn't just operate like a traditional haunt, you know, September, October, your haunt season. You guys have other times of year you operate. So tell me, tell me about this. Yeah. So I think in uh, 2019, 2020, uh, we started doing a Valentine's Day haunt. And that was just a, a one weekend exclusive event. We kind of rethemed our whole um, event around Valentine's horror uh, with the theme of love's revenge. And so we've carried that title uh, each year uh, for the Valentine's Day haunt. We, we retheme our trails and put a spin of love on each trail, new fresh characters. So it's always, it's always fresh and new. It's not just, hey, we're going to throw some hearts and red lights and then call it a Valentine's Day. <laughs> we go through <laughs> extensive you know, work with, with the stories and everything, creating that immersive environment. Um, and then in 2021, we also started doing a Christmas haunt. And I, um, I was a little skeptical at first because in the past, we've done a family-friendly Christmas event. Uh, and so there was a variety of factors that went into this decision. Uh, but ultimately, I, I pulled the trigger and said, hey, let's just, let's just try doing this, see what happens. Um, and we did it. And it was one of the most fun things I, I've had doing at have had done at Sir Henry's, um, just the creative the creativity with it all, um, kind of just taking the traditional characters and putting the horror spin on it, hmm. in a fun but kind of campy way, but not too not too stupid, but uh, yeah, it was just so much fun and guests loved it, um, and it, it, it was in a weird way, relaxing, but at the same time, we featured two trails rethemed for Christmas. We had Krampus and then um, kind of like a Christmas Carol type uh, haunted house. And it was just so much fun. So we, we do those two off season events. Um, I'm always considering more. Um, the only problem with that is we have to allow ourselves a pretty extensive time to create all the new stuff we want to create for our main season, which is October. Right. Right. So there is a finite amount of <laughs> events we can do. Right. Well, fortunately, Christmas and you know, Valentine's, they're both, you know, not too far after haunt season. Yeah. So you've got that space after Valentine's Day, you know, seven months or so for you to kind of dig in and get ready. So, right. Right. Cool. Cool. Very cool. So, you know, we're just going to talk in a general sense here. Of course, you can refer to what you do at Sir Henry's, but you know, you mentioned that you retheme things every year and, and maybe some, maybe periodically you go through like a major, like total redo of a, of a trail, but talk about the process of creating one of your trails, one of your, one of your haunts. Yeah. So I can talk about what we've done this year because it's been one of my favorite uh, builds. We, we are the trail we call trail one. Um, it had been, in its current format for about four or five seasons now. And so I made the decision to let's just demolish all of it from, from the ground top down, just level it out and we're going to start fresh. Um, so, you know, several of us came together, talked about ideas. I had a clear vision for what I wanted. Uh, and then I worked with my scenic designer, who's great, by the way, she's, she's awesome. Um, and we, we sat down, 
right? And I kind of told her what I wanted and she created this whole uh, village of just intricate sets and, and, and mazes and it's, it's very extensive. Um, so we had the, we had the, the framework, the design for that. And then we just went on building, we built it, we painted it. And now we're in the process of um, adding the lighting, the sound, uh, creating the whole immersive environment with, you know, all the senses so that when guests come through, they can feel like they're in the world that they're in. Uh, for this year, this trail happens to be what we're calling headless, which is our version of the headless horseman. Um, right. Right. So, and I, I, I can't talk about these sets enough there. It's one of a kind stuff, but I haven't seen anywhere. I mean, we're pouring sidewalks and everything else Wow! and it completely transforms you once you're in there. It's, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Now I'm assuming this is the trail where it's kind of the backwoodsy sort of outdoor one. Yep. So yeah, I've done, I think a couple of those types of trails over the years and I love them because mm -hmm. they're, they are, they're so creepy. I mean, you know, you were talking about, you know, Universal in, a, in their soundstage. They, they can spend, you know, what, probably, what, hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not maybe over a million on a, on a given haunt on an individual maze in a year. And they're amazing, you know, with their, their set design, the realisticness of it. But they can spend all that money and do the best job they ever could do and yet not get the creepiness of being outside and in, a wood, in the woods. And, you know, they don't have the woods there. It's the one thing they don't have. That you guys have right so you make it you take the use of make the use of it right yeah and that's that's what we play up on you know i've always been a big advocate of hey we've got the woods we don't have to create necessarily a huge building or set in a in this little hammock of, of trees just light it up we'll throw some creepy lighting some sound yep at the end of the day less is more <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely makes it creepier nice so in your opinion, I know you're not someone personally that gets scared of haunts, you know, and actually I'm the same way, by the way, I don't scare at haunts. For me, it's more fun. I mean, and, and a lot of it's people watching. It's quite frankly, laughing at my friends that do scare easily that I'm with, or just, you know, some, someone else I don't even know that's the person in front of me or behind me or wherever that's getting freaked out. It's just fun. And then the set design is great to see and just the creativity interacting with the scare actors. That's, that's what I like about them. But obviously you and I are kind of unique in that regard. Most people, even the haunt fans, you know, they get scared <laughs> of these haunts and they're facing their fears. So, so talk to me about the role that, the creations that you create uh, have in helping people face their fears? Yeah, I think one of the things we try to place a lot of importance on is the entertainment value. It's not so much rewarding for me to see somebody come out and, you know, whether it be a, a six-year-old, a 20-year-old, or, you know, a, a grown man, and, and see them just bawling their eyes out because they're so terrified uh it's kind of funny but that's that's not what they're coming here for they right. they, they want to have they want to feel safe and knowing that they can get scared in a controlled environment but at the same time you know that there's that there's that sense of edginess that sense of fear and right. so i think that the balance of hey we're going to scare you we're also going to entertain you and you're going to you're going to laugh about it um is what is so important to us and why we are going into our ninth season. 
Um, I think giving that bit of joy to our guest instead of just fear, 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 we're scaring you with chainsaws sets us apart. Interesting. Interesting. So my experience with the theme park haunts, you know, Universal being a good example of this is if you look at Halloween Heart now, now, I know that you're sort of your competitor, but it's certainly not. Do you go to Halloween Heart Nights? If you, you've been right, I, I go when when it uh, moves me. I'm not a religious uh, Halloween Horror Nights uh, traveler. Okay, I prefer, to, I prefer to go to the other independent haunts around the country. Got it. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. So Halloween Horror Nights again. A lot of people rate it very highly. It is not that scary. It's very family friendly. It's it's more about the set design, the immersion. Um, and and again, as someone who doesn't get scared easily, I love Halloween Horror Nights, but I like the edgier stuff. That's where Knots is is definitely. It's got scary in the name. It is definitely edgier. But what I found beyond that is the independent haunts, uh, like Scream Again down the road from you, they are the oftentimes the most edgy. Uh, you know, and the most most scary and, and, and so forth. And um, you, you mentioned that you spend more of your energy and time visiting the other independent haunts. Is that one because of your interest or perhaps also to do research or is it kind of both? Or It's both for sure. Um, like I said, I've been to Halloween Horror Nights many, many times. And like you said, you know, it's, it's not scary. They do some cool set stuff. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like a big party. <laughs> let's let's <laughs> right. Um, right. I, and there's also kind of, and this is one thing I've noticed too in the past 10 years is Florida's Halloween culture is very different than say the Northeast, which is, is what I love. That's what I've tried to model the event after the Northeastern Halloween hmm. season and, and feel. Um, right. And so I, I like going to the, the other haunts, the other independent haunts around the country, especially up there. Um, just because you see different artistry in it. Um, you see the way their experience with Halloween is through how they create their uh, events. Um, so I love seeing that. I love you know, taking inspiration from that. Um, I'm a huge fan of Haunted Overload and um, New Hampshire. I think mm -hmm. what Eric and his team do up there is brilliant. And in my opinion, um, one of the, one of the most creative haunts, if not the most, in the country, uh, and they're they're just set in the woods on a farm, but the sets and and stuff they build is second to none. Um, wow. wow! And then you know I I could talk about a handful of haunts I've been to around the country that have had an impact on me, but it's just I think it boils down to the commercialization versus the creative intimate aspect between the two and you're not going to get one at the other if that makes sense right no that makes sense they are kind of different uh yeah let's mention a couple that i've actually not been to but i've heard of i've got a couple of friends um are you familiar with the nothing excuse me the nothing but haunts documentary that was released a few years ago sounds familiar yeah it's, that was done by some friends of mine uh and they actually have their own production company they are huge haunt fans like me and they've told me about these haunts in the Northeast because they they also, they're from Pennsylvania, but they now live here in Orlando. And they've mentioned like Field of Streams and Erebus. 
Yep. And, and they've done advertising for both of them as part of their production company, the, the main work that they do. And they've shown me what they've put together, you know, they're, you know, advertising these haunts. And I'm like, they are clearly, especially Erebus, very edgy, like yep. definitely not your family friendly universal. So again, a lot of these independent haunts are more edgy. So I find it interesting that yours, you try to balance it out more. So again, it's not a walk in the park, but right. you don't make it too scary is what you're saying. I want, yeah. I want people, families, anybody to come and have a good time, but still get scared. Right. So it's a good balance. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So well, actually, and that actually answers what we just talked about. They're going to answer the next question I was going to ask you. So um, actually, we're, you know, kind of to conclude here, you know, you understand the mission of Coaster Challenge and about helping people face their fears, live better lives. So what, you know, this is kind of the last question we always ask our, our guests, our primary question. You know, it's kind of a freebie, if you will. You know, Zach, what would you give in terms of advice to people in terms of trying to face fears and deal with, you know, real anxiety in life and all these problems that people face and stress and, you know, any, any advice you can think of to give them? I would just say it, no matter what, what the uh, stress situation might be, just to face it head on. Um, a lot of times we build stuff up in our, our minds that's far worse than what it actually is. And I think if you just have the confidence to, to, to face your fears head on, um, they're not as scary as they, they may seem. Absolutely. That's really good advice. And I don't think anyone's given that type of advice before where it's like, just instead of putting things off or kind of, you know, dancing around, whatever it is, just hit it head on. And you know, like you said, you'll find it probably isn't as bad as you thought it was. You'll get through it quicker and you know, you'll just be able to get to the other side. That's, that's good advice. So last but not least, you know, obviously we're not just talking about things just to talk about things here. You know, you've got a business that happens to be you know, entertaining people and here in the hot season. So can you know, just share your social media, website, how people can, can learn about Sir Henry's throughout the year and also how can people you know go buy tickets and find out where to go and where it is and hours and all that yep so the the base for our information is going to be on our website Sir Henry's hunted trail.com and we're on Facebook Instagram uh, YouTube Twitter TikTok pretty much all the big social media channels just search for Sir Henry's hunted trail um, and we're all, we also have a novel out too uh, you can buy on Amazon. Uh, physical copy or digital it's sir henry's haunted tales oh uh, so we are we are all over the place awesome so that novel is that something you wrote or you had someone else That's, write? Um, actually something uh we collaborated with uh brad uh Avicito, i hope i said that right and amanda rosenblatt uh, they're actually the authors of the book um so they this is their brainchild but they used uh, my characters and, and backstories to create this um the story and, and book about Sir Henry's Haunted Trail. Uh, so it's really cool. We've actually got the second one coming out this fall too. So, Wow. Well, you never know where that might go. I mean, it's not a traditional haunt, but certainly is pretty creepy. Winchester Mystery House, you know, there was a movie made about it. You know, of course, there's a lot of history there, but uh, yeah, maybe one day there'll be a, a movie about uh, Sir, Sir Henry's, you know, fictionalized based on the characters. That's pretty cool never know well thank you so much zach for taking the time to talk to us today and uh telling us about your haunt seems very interesting i'm looking forward to checking it out myself awesome thank you guys for having me on absolutely 
If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to see more of us, we upload every Friday. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all at Coaster Challenge. Links are in the description below. Thanks for joining us here today.